Hello everyone and welcome to Life Told by a Stranger, the podcast where we pose the same four questions to each guest and get life advice to put our minds at rest. I'm your host, Daniela Lake, and today I'm here with Patty Kelsey. Hi! (laughs) Today is a very special part of our holiday edition because today's episode will be all about Halloween and scary things and paranormal activity and all about that. And don't worry, I do know that we do have some international listeners. So for those of you who don't know what Halloween is or don't celebrate it, what we usually do is we dress up as different characters from maybe movies or shows that we like or just scary things in general like ghosts and witches and monsters we dress up like that on October 31st and we usually spend the day in our costumes or maybe just the night and children go around at doors trick-or-treating they knock on a door they say trick-or-treat and the person at the door gives them candy so I know there's like more of a history to Halloween and there's more information but that's kind of like a short background just so you could get the idea so people usually link Halloween with very creepy scary things Happy Halloween. so I chose Patty because over the summer I don't know if that's good <laughs> I chose Patty because over the summer when we were together we would always end up talking about ghosts and I would get really, really scared because she has a lot of stories. Like so scared that she wouldn't walk into the other part of the office. Penny, can you walk with me to go to the printer? It's right there. And it's actually really funny because for um, my 16th birthday a couple weeks ago, um, as part of my gift, Patty gave me sage to burn. <laughs> this is from a church lady. Shh. <laughs> okay, I have so many questions. I, guess I already the... feel like crying. <laughs> okay, good. I guess the first one is, what was your first paranormal experience? Okay, now, paranormal or like premonition, psychic kind of thing? Because I had that that occurred first before like paranormal stuff occurred. Because uh-huh. paranormal would be like when you see a spirit or a ghost. Mm-hmm. I so I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. With this. Okay, this is actually really funny. I swear, every time we talk about scary stuff, something's gonna yeah. happen. There's like I don't know if it's Ken. There's someone walking back there. Where? I Stop think it's it. Ken. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, let's look. Is it Ken? There's nobody there. No, I saw. There's someone. nobody there. No. Didn't get a little late. <laughs> There's nobody there. No, that's not true. The doors are shut. That's not true. No, I saw someone literally uh, legs walking right here. Dude, there's nobody there. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, there's nobody there. <laughs> Did he go that way? I saw a walk back. Well, there's nobody there. <laughs> so there. Okay. okay let's start there. <laughs> okay, no. So I don't know, because if you ask paranormal, then you were talking ghost stuff, and I, that would probably be... That's a different time, mm-hmm. so I don't know where to start. What was your first like psychic experience? Okay, that's a good question. So I know 
it was when my mother worked in Long Beach and I, I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. And so she would have to pick me up in between going from work to maybe a dance class or a music lesson. And we would stop to eat in between. And I want to say this was in the seventies and it was probably 1976. Mm -hmm. And I was probably five or six in her car driving down Beach Boulevard or something in Long Beach and she pulls over to go to a Mexican restaurant mm -hmm. and she gets her food and she's a nurse she wears all white with mm -hmm. the this is back in the day when they wore the tights and the dress and the little hat oh, they did cute. the whole thing it was really <laughs> cute so she pulls and parks in this parking lot and I'm sitting with her and she wants to eat her burrito mm -hmm. she goes eat your food and then we'll go and I remember sitting there and turning to my mom and saying, Mom, you should go. Go, Mom. Just drive. She goes, Honey, I don't want to eat my burrito in my white outfit and drive. It's dangerous, and I don't want to get my uniform dirty. So I'm sitting there trying to be a good kid, and I'm trying to eat, but I couldn't eat. And mm -hmm. I remember, it's like one of my favorite, like bean and cheese and whatever, mm -hmm. and I couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. And I remember going, Mommy, Go. And my mom said, honey, stop that. Eat your food. I'm going to eat a couple bites, and then we'll go. I remember distinctly, it's like in color and clear, putting down my food on the floor of the mm -hmm. car and getting on my knees, turning to my mom. She's sitting there with the, you know, I'm in the passenger. She's mm -hmm. in the driving. Of course, I'm six or whatever. And I grab her by the forearm, and I shake her, and I say, mommy, go, mommy, go, mommy, drive. And we got hit. <gasps> on my side, right in the back, on the back passenger side of the car. We got hit by a car, oh slammed God. in. And, and my mom looked at me, and I'm like crying, because I was screaming, like, Mommy, go. Mm -hmm. And she looks at me, she goes, did you know ahead of time? And I'm like, I don't know. And I like cried. And that was my first, where my wow. mom looked at me like, and she's still, to this day, will ask me questions like this. Like, I, mean, I don't know if I have foresight or anything, but when I was a kid, it was very strong. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first. Wow, that's And crazy. where my mom, like, told my dad, and they were kind of really freaked out about it. That's crazy. Because I shook her so hard. Uh -huh. And I was like, go, go, drive, drive. And I didn't see it. We totally got smacked. Like, phew. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's crazy. So that's kind of the... Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. But, that is cool. But when you're a kid, I think it's cool as I get older. But as, at that moment, I was really scared. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that stuff happens with kids more, too. Always. Because we're always... very sensitive. Yeah. You know, we're sensitive to everything around mm -hmm. us. And, and more than just where we are, I think we're sensitive, mm -hmm. you know, in other realms yeah. and planes. Because we're, when we're kids, we're very open. Open. And yeah. fresh, and we don't have doubts, and mm -hmm. we don't try to go, oh, that can't be real, or, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. I remember when we were in third grade, we got in it. Well, when I was in third grade. What week? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we got in a car accident with my mom and my sister. And um, it was very interesting because a couple of days before, my dad said he had dreams about all the car accidents he's had in his life. And he, like, told my mom to be careful. And then we got in a car accident. And I just always think it's weird how, like, people always get signs, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, not always, but sometimes they do. Yeah. You know? And is it 
it, where is it from? And, you know, it's interesting because Pastor Steve's doing a whole sermon series on signs. And I totally believe in guardian angels and God looking after us and God being so big. And I always believe, like, well, can he look at... He might need help with guardian angels and even guardian angels that are our past ancestors. I feel that, you know. And then I could tell you another story. I'm trying to think. Okay, so when I was, I believe I was eight when my uncle passed away. Um, I had an uncle who was much older than my aunt, my mom's sister, and he had a stroke mm -hmm. and was in the hospital and they didn't know how long he had. and the family had to make decisions on whether to let him go or not. And we went to visit him and it was the first time, I think in my life, that I saw someone in the hospital that was dying. So it was very impactful. And I still remember being there and all the faces and his face and the machines and the sound. And I, f I wanna say it was like a week later and I had a dream that night and my uncle Frank looked so good in this dream. And he walks up to me, and I go, Uncle Frank, and I run and give him a hug. He was like my favorite uncle. And he hugged me, and he knelt down, he grabbed my shoulders, and he goes, hey, tell everyone that I'm okay and I love them. And I said, oh, okay. Woke up, rubbed my eyes, going to the bathroom, I opened the door, and my mom's in her robe, and she, I know now she looks distressed, but I'm a kid. And I said, hey, Mommy, I had a dream about Uncle Frank. Mm -hmm. And my mom knelt down, grabbed my shoulders, and she said, what did you dream? Well, Uncle Frank said to tell everyone that he's all right. He loves them. My mom starts crying. She goes, and I go, Mom, what's wrong? Mommy, are you okay? And she's like, honey, Uncle Frank passed away in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. and, and he came to you. I, had the, I have these things often throughout my life. Mm -hmm. But I felt like he came to me to tell them, you know, it's okay, don't worry, I love you. And it wasn't, and it was strange because it didn't, it felt more than a dream. It was very vivid and like I still see it in my head, the mm -hmm. color. And, and I often don't always dream in color if it's just like a regular whatever dream. Like when my dad passed too, I feel he came to me. So I don't know. Do I have just a great imagination? I believe that he came to me. Yeah. So that's some things where my mom at that point, I'm six, seven, eight, I'm doing these things often. So she's always like, mm -hmm. what's going on? You know? Wow. Okay. So. Another question. Yeah. Another question. What was. We have a lot. What was the last psychic experience you had? Um, I have this thing that has been happening for a few years where I see numbers mm -hmm. on phones on, on digital clocks, in the car, maybe on the microwave, or um, stereo DVD, DVR, whatever, on the phone. And, like, it started out mm -hmm. as 9-11. Oh, my gosh, I see that, too. Well, that's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I think that, I think there's something to it. So I kept saying, not kidding you, every day, 9-11. Mm -hmm. two times a day and I'm like I have nothing associated with September 11th other than we all suffered in that tragedy being emotional about it but I wasn't there I didn't know anyone that died there and it was really confusing to me and this was a few years ago it just started it was non-stop 
And finally I thought, is this my dad? Is this my dad trying to just communicate with me? Because mm-hmm. my dad no- normally, and we had talked before he died about how he would come tell me he was okay and it was a bird. So that's a, lot, a whole other story. Mm-hmm. That's another story. Okay. But that's why I said, dad, okay, this isn't a bird coming to me and sitting in front of me staring at me. You know, mm-hmm. this is numbers and it's nine and 11. And I know nine's my birth month and I know 11's your birth date. But if this is you, you need to give me numbers that let me know for sure this is you. Mm-hmm. And his birthday was January 11th. After that, one eleven. <gasps> and some people say, oh, that's just a coincidence. But it's not. It's not because I would literally be doing something. I'm like, I'm going to check the time and I pick up my phone it's and it's exactly one eleven. I'm getting the one eleven often. And I, and Percival didn't know my dad ever. And my dad would have loved him. Mm-hmm. So my dog's Percival. And he was standing facing, we have a small condo. It's two bed, two bath. And he was facing the foyer which I've had activity there before. Mm. And he was staring at the, the hall. It's this little tiny hall, kind of growling, and he started barking. But he's looking at nothing. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's just dark. And I'm like, Percival, what do you see? <laughs> and he keeps doing it. And I'm like, Dad, if that's you, introduce yourself somehow to my dog mm-hmm. and let him know and then tell him that you're my dad. And then I'm like, Percival, if that's my dad... Just calm down. It's he. He he would love you. You know, it's okay. I'm just talking to. We're just talking in the house, and then Percival stops, but sits, and then faces our extra bedroom, which is kind of a hot mess room. Things get thrown in there, and there's a guest bed. And my mom had just stayed with us before she tried moving to Thailand to live there. And then I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, bottom up, bottom down wagging his tail, looking under the bed, and he's barking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is there a mouse? Like, what's going on? No mouse. My mom had a really difficult time in moving her life and consolidating and getting rid of things, and so she left way too much at my house to deal with. So it was all in that bedroom. It was a big mess. So I said, you know what? I got to go in there and start cleaning it out anyway. Mm-hmm. So I go in, and I end up finding... In a bag, down at the bottom, wrapped up in a t-shirt, my dad's, the little bit of ashes that were left mm-hmm. that my mom had kept. And she was so, like, disorganized. She left, left him there. under the bed, next to shoes, wrapped up in a t-shirt, in a plastic bag. And his ashes were all over this bag, mm-hmm. on my hands, everywhere. And I literally felt like he was trying to say, hey... My ashes, your mother, <laughs> dang it, you know, like I could say worse than what he would have said. Mm-hmm. And then I got it, had to clean it up, put it away, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I also felt like as time went on and I had health things, um, I think he was warning me about my breast cancer mm-hmm. and because I started getting that a lot and I decided to make a doctor's appointment. And so I feel like he care- he still tries to. And some people have said, I'm nuts, but I believe that it's Yeah, of course. I know, long stories. No, that's, it's good. Wow. I believe in that stuff. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if I were a parent 
And I could communicate with my kids somehow, and I pass away. I would do it. I know? would. I would totally. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this world and universe is just so big. I just believe that we we could continue on in spirit. That mm-hmm. energy is so strong. Mm-hmm. And if you love somebody, you know, because yeah. I do believe he was there when Norman had his medical situation and nobody knew what it was because I heard my dad in my head, turn your car around, take him to the doctor now. Like I, I, I feel these, I don't know if it's premonition. I don't know what it is. You just, it's strong. Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? Is it just me? I, I just, I don't want to think my ego is so big to think, oh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like it's God. It's something, something. <laughs> nature, yeah. like something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I have all sorts. I have scary stories, ghost stories, but I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a ghost when you were with someone? Oh, yeah. yeah? I can tell you, like, a, a light one. There's okay. a light one. Yeah. When I moved up here to L.A., I was living in Corona and then also in uh, Huntington Beach. And I was in a relationship, didn't work out. I left it, and I moved up here to live by myself. Mm-hmm. So I got a little apartment. And I ended up going from that studio, moving up into a one bedroom after like a year and a half. And so my cousin came to help me move. Mm-hmm. And she, we were unpacking and doing all that fun stuff. And I had, this is our first day inside this one bedroom apartment. Oh, I think you told me this. Did I tell you about opening the closet yeah. and something white flew out? Yeah. Like, like white mist, uh-huh. like misty smokiness. Mm-hmm. And my cousin screamed. And we together saw it, and she ran behind me and just like goosebumps everywhere. And I remember going, Oh my gosh. And I grabbed my Bible and I put it in there, and I'm like, Lord, help me. Whatever this is, let's not have anything living here. And then I, you know, white candle sage, the whole thing. And um, that's a light one. I have stupid, creepy ones, you know, that you do when you're um, dumb. Like what, like Ouija boards? I don't do that because um, that's that's too that's really bad. Yeah, that's... I will never. But I was at a house where the kids did it in the backyard in a shed. Oh yeah, you yeah, you... and I told you about that. Wow, you've told me that. I, I think told about you that how one. many. How yeah, the Ouija about. board is no good. Don't ever. And people think it's all funny. I don't think that's funny at all. But um, my little brother from another mother, Oliver, we. Um, decided at his apartment this was back in the late 90s when he lived there with roommates he lived near a cemetery mm-hmm. there was stuff going down at that apartment all the time like I would hear voices like I'd be standing there and I hear someone talking in my ear and I, I couldn't make out what it was saying but it's right in my ear mm-hmm. like this whispering and I would just get the chills and run like into it into the living room and go oh my gosh and he'd go yeah the guy, we call him and he, he had a name for him, like Phil or whatever. And they would always say, hi, Phil, or whatever. And, so, with, and I go, was he a tall, like, man? And, Norm, and Oliver would be like, yeah. Like, they lived with this thing. So one day we decide, let's do Bloody Mary and look in oh the mirror. Oh, my God, no. Don't tell me this. Don't oh, yeah, this. Don't we did. This. Don't tell we me did. this. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> it gets, it gets, because something does come out. And then he ends up having trouble at the house with poltergeist stuff, like activity, uh-huh. where things are being moved, things are... 
all sorts of stuff mm. after that because we were stupid. Oliver, if you're listening to this, so dumb. And I mean, I remember the moment it happened and we screamed when we saw whatever it was that we opened and the thing come through. Mm-hmm. My watch broke. Oh my God. Like sh- shattered. And, and I remember we were just standing there and I, and I, and I go, Oliver, my watch broke. And he was like, we had the chills. And I remember he had a party at his house shortly, a few weeks after we did this stupid thing. And we were all talking about it and trying to look at auras, each other's auras. And we were all into that at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember his radio turned on in his room. Mm-hmm. And the, oh no, the music was already on, but then the channel started changing. Mm-hmm. Changing, changing, changing. And everybody was like, looking at each other and then the lights are flickering. Oh my gosh. And I turn around and I go, knock it off. And I yell, stop doing that. And it stops. And everybody goes, we're out of here. <laughs> and we like, get up and walk out. Like I have a million because my Disney, those are all my Disney friends. Mm-hmm. And we were all really into that in the nineties. I mean, we had one psychic friend that would have what we call paranormal parties. Mm-hmm. And we go to his house and I don't know if he brought things in, but it was scary to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to the bathroom, like, I know somebody's watching me right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just at this time where we really opened to it. Yeah. But then things then happened after that that were, I'm not even telling you because it was so scary. Yeah, I'm going to be so scared. And so I closed myself a bit mm-hmm. because, you know, dear Jesus, help me because that was really crazy of me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, literally, yeah. it was a lot. I'm not even going to go where I want to go right don't. now. <laughs> Don't. With what ended up happening because of this. Yeah, don't even tell me because I'm going to have to edit this. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. realized that. I, I, yeah, I don't think I can tell you this one, but... So scary. I'm going to go home, edit this, then burn the sage. Yeah. Burn the sage while you edit. <laughs> no, but... Yeah, I have three things and one... Ugh, there were, No, there were three things that happened. Yeah, I can't even talk about it. Lord, help us. We should pray. <laughs> So this was very fun to record. It's very different than what we usually do here, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter at Life Told by a Stranger, and you can let me know what you thought about today's episode. Continue to listen, share, and stay tuned. (laughs)